0: There's a guest on the show this week. What the what? (laughs) Somebody sound the alarm. (laughs) It's been a while, right? What can I say? I get a little bit selfish and I want to keep you all to myself. But in all seriousness, I'm never actually really that serious. I do love having guests on the show and I plan to bring you more of them over the coming months. Today, you're getting a super special episode because I'm introducing you to one of the team here at Corey Javid Limited, Kim DeFilippo. I'm excited for you to hear about Kim's business journey from nine to five to podcast producing extraordinaire. But here's the other reason we decided to do this podcast. I get a ton of questions about starting your own podcast. And I know that many of you are aware of how my business exploded after launching this podcast right here. So, as always, I'm keen to give you the real deal, the inside scoop. So, not only are Kim and I taking you behind the scenes, of podcasting, but we're redefining what podcast success really means and what it really looks like because we see so many misconceptions out there. So whether you're thinking of starting your own podcast and you're keen to learn from the expert, that's Kim by the way, (laughs) or whether you're excited to hear about another mama making biz and motherhood work for her, you're going to love this episode. Let's dive in, shall we? Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset and a dash of woo. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello Limitless Mothers. I've got a special episode for you today. I am being joined by Kim. Kim is a mom of two and a podcast producer for other mama entrepreneurs. She is passionate about helping women launch and maintain their own successful podcasts from the comfort of their own home while raising their babies and businesses. So here's why I wanted to get Kim on the show today. She is one of the beautiful members of my team and produces my podcast and fun fact, she also runs my magical Facebook ads and this podcast only exists because Kim exists. Let me tell you, there's no way in hell I would have the time to even get one episode out a week, let alone two, beautifully sounding episodes with all the whistles and bells if it weren't for Kim. So I know you ladies are going to love learning from Kim today. She's so knowledgeable and she shares her podcasting wisdom so generously. And seeing as I get so many questions about starting and growing a podcast from you ladies, I just knew you had to hear from Kim, the expert. So welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you so much for having me, Corey. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So is it weird that you have to edit yourself later on?
1: (laughs) It probably will be, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You can get back to me on that one. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So Kim's joining me today. She lives in Vegas and I'm here in the UK and I'm in my blanket fort. Now, normally, fun fact, again, I don't use the blanket fort when we have an interview, but because it's Kim and she knows me, I thought, why not? And I have a kind of space (laughs) theme to the blanket fort today. So, but... We're going with it and we're rolling. Okay, and it's super I it. early where Kim is, so thank you for waking up early for this. Kim.
1: You're welcome. Got to s- squeeze it in while the kids are still asleep. So. Exactly.
0: <laughs> we got to do what we got to do, right? So, um, so we're going to dig into some really great tips today on having a successful podcast and really what makes a successful podcast. Uh, but I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit first. So as you ladies know, I like to interview women on this show from time to time who have success stories to tell so that you can know that it's possible for you too. So, Kim, tell me about how you got into the business of podcast production. Well, my,
1: my background is actually in medicine. I was, mm-hmm. a, I was a PA, which is like, a, I think in the UK, you guys have nurse practitioners, so I was a PA mm-hmm. in the United States. And I just felt unfulfilled once I've had my kids. Like, it was, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have, I, I was looking for a solution to come home. I actually mm-hmm. started out just as a VA, not really knowing what to do, um, and, and I got the opportunity to um edit a podcast actually f- first someone asked me like hey could you edit my podcast and upload it for me and i'm like hmm. the funny thing is actually when i first started this my va business my husband said hey you should do podcasts this podcast you listen to was like we're looking for a va to do ours and i'm like i don't know maybe and so i was like yeah. Yeah, i could do that so i'm looking at it and i'm going okay cool and and i got the opportunity you know, to do uh, yours, I heard you on your live stream mentioning that you were (laughs) 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 going to be starting a podcast and um, feels like many moons ago now.
0: It does. Yeah.
1: Um, First episode in, I fell in love. I was just like, I love this. This is so much fun and yeah, it's just taken off from there. And I mean, it's just so fun. I love it. That's how I started, I guess.
0: I'm oh, rambling. <laughs> I love that. And I just love, like, you can just hear in your voice how much you love it. But I I just love seeing women find something that lights them up because growing a business, when it's doing something that lights you up, is so much easier, right? It's so right. easy for us to sh- start a business because we feel like that's what we should be doing or something. And when you can actually tap into something that is really cool for you, then it just makes it that much easier, doesn't it?
1: Totally, totally. It's just, it's, I can go on, on a, all day. I get that a lot, actually. Women will tell me when I'm on a call with them. They're like, I can tell you really love what you do. Yes.
0: Yes. And for me, you know, as one of your clients, like I want somebody in my team that loves what they do. So it's really nice for me that I just know that, you know, you take such pleasure in the quality of your work, which is super cool. So you have two small boys Um right. Tell me a little bit about them and tell me about what the blend of motherhood and business looks like for you, because we always all want to know what it looks like for each other, right?
1: Totally, totally. So my boys are three and five. Mm-hmm. They are home full time. Um, they'll start school. My oldest will start kindergarten in August. Aww. So it is definitely a blend <laughs> <laughs> i early trying to squeeze some stuff in while they're asleep. Um, I'm fortunate enough that my husband also works from home. Um, so he will watch the kids for a couple of hours while I work, they pop in and out. And sometimes my five-year-old will come and listen to a podcast and help me pause and clip pieces. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, my three-year-old will sit on the computer and say, I'm, I'm working with a new client. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so sweet. Um, but you know, it's, I think a lot of us have similar balances. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're in here coloring on the floor while I'm working and sometimes I work after they go to bed, but then I take a break and I play with them for a few hours. So that's kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of our blend here.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I know that you've mentioned before that you like that just that like, you have that flexibility to wow. just go to the park with them in the middle of the day because you can because you own your schedule now. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's usually our our middle block or I usually finish up around three. And then we'll go somewhere. We'll go to a museum or to the park or just my kids just run around in circles in our living room. Sometimes we'll turn <laughs> music on and just do that. <laughs> and then if I have to finish up some work after they go to bed, I'll, I'll finish up some work later. But it's just it's, I feel so incredibly grateful to have this opportunity. And mm-hmm. um, having come from a, a corporate job that mm-hmm. was like, had no control over my schedule. In mm. fact, I very rarely got out on time, and I just came home exhausted and was not able to be present with the kids. This is what I always wanted. Like, I just, I just love that I not only get to do something like super duper fun, mm. and like last night I was editing your podcast, eating a pint of yes. ice
0: cream while I worked. <laughs> I was like, not to like about I was that? sitting there going like,
1: God, I would never get to do this. Like when I was in the clinic, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I had
1: the best day with the boys yesterday. We get to take our, I'll work sometimes in the morning and then we get to take our time in the morning, getting some snuggles, getting breakfast, and then I come to work. It's just, it's the best.
0: Oh, I love that so much. We are so fortunate to live in this time where this is possible, right?
1: It wasn't oh, possible like-
0: for our parents' generation, so oh, we are I like I feel super so lucky. lucky. Yeah. Um, so what is it about podcast production that lights you up and that you love so much?
1: There's so many things. Um, one, I tell people I, the best words I can come up with is it's like nerd creativity for me. <laughs> I'm a total that. nerd. I'm not creative and like I'm not great at decorating. I'm not great at like painting or drawing. But like the sound stuff, like if there's a if there's a little mess up or something, like being able to like play around with it and it sounds flawless and nobody mm-hmm. can tell. Like that. <laughs> it's super nerdy, but that makes me super excited. Yes. You're like, I'm happy to dance sometimes while I'm like, yes, that was awesome. Um, just you know, being able to bring the sound quality up and make it sound amazing. And then getting just to work with the best people. I get to work mm. with the most amazing women and I get to hear their amazing podcasts while I work, which is another.: That's
0: fantastic. quite a cool. yeah, that's a bonus I hadn't even thought about. You actually get paid to listen to the podcast. So you probably listen- would like to anyway. Exactly, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly and I, and just getting to be a part of their journey. I love I love it, like getting to see their businesses grow as their podcast grows and get mm-hmm. to be excited with them and celebrate with them when we're like hitting a new milestone it's just the whole thing it's just amazing I love it oh
0: that's so good and actually to your point of like you you really like geek out in a really fun way when (laughs) you edit something just so seamlessly somebody said to me recently oh we were talking about her getting over one of my clients her getting over her fear of visibility and starting to do live streams which is like a common thing right Mm -hmm. And she goes, but you're just always so seamless in the way that you talk. And I was like, what did you get that from? (laughs) And she's like, well, on your podcast. I was like, yeah, that's called good editing. That's called Kim. (laughs) That is not me because Kim will tell you how many like fluffs and things that I do or restarts or whatever. So yeah. So I just wanted to tell you that because I thought that that would make you happy.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I do do love that part of editing too, is I, I feel like all of my clients are like, like we could be friends, like we were like friends, yeah. and so when when you guys like talk to me in <laughs> yeah. on the back end or um you know swear yeah, I- I messed up or something it just it cracks me up, and I love it I just it's just I don't know. It's just so fun. Yeah.
0: What the what the listeners don't know is that I leave little like voice notes to Kim like mid podcast episode all the time. Like and Maybe the we should one. get some like music for this, Kim. Or oh my god, Kim, what's wrong with me today? Why can't I get my words out? Or oh my god, I'm just having a coughing fit over here, Kim. You know, I just leave these. my all. Other
1: clients do the same, and it's just so fun. I love it, and no one knows. No, <laughs> no
0: one, one knows <laughs> <laughs> the secret side of podcasting. Right. Okay, so I'm going to put you totally on the spot right now, and I didn't. Care. So Kim and I just went over the questions ahead of time, and I this one out because <laughs> I want to you on so mean you might you, she may just it. edit it out Um <laughs> so you're a very valued member of team I'm going to ask you what's it like being part of my team oh my god
1: I think you have the best team I just love it well I love working with you for one you're amazing and I mean I, I don't get to communicate with Claire as much but she's been mm-hmm. lovely when I have talked to her and I do work with Carly a lot and she's just amazing I think you just have You've just put together a team of amazing women who support Some each kick-ass mamas. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. And um, I just – I always feel valued and
0: just – I don't know. It's like our own little Corey family, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I That's family. really nice to hear. Yeah, because I, oh, I just love you guys so much. I'm obsessed with my team. I just have been so lucky to find so easily as well. Everybody who's on my team. So um, what the listeners probably won't know is that when I was thinking of starting a podcast, one of the things was, was I really did not want to edit it myself. I felt very strongly about that. you I tried, really, right? You did it. Yeah, little- I tried one. And I was like, hell no, <laughs> I don't, I don't have you- time for this. <laughs> <laughs> and equally, I just uh, wasn't available for like sub- What's the word I'm trying to think of? for kind of sub-quality. Yeah, Yeah. audio. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And I was looking around and everyone was like, and I know we've talked about this and loved about this before, like Dave, the sound guy. And I was like, I don't really like the idea of working with Dave, the sound guy. Sorry, Dave, if you're listening. (laughs) Why would he be listening to this? Um, Maybe
1: his wife's listening and he has to listen in the car or something. Yeah, but
0: I feel very strongly about my, let's be honest, slightly discriminative... (laughs) Employment um, policy of like, I really like to support with and give opportunities to mums who are in the same position of me as running a business and and raising a family. So, when you actually sent me an email and said, Hey, I know you're starting a podcast, I know you have a team, but I don't know if you want me to edit it, I was like, Hell yes! Like, bit your hand off. It was so beautiful that it just kind of the universe presented you to me in such a wonderful way. So, totally grateful to have Thank you on my universe. team. Thanks, universe. Okay, so let's dig into podcasting success, shall we? But I want to start by us defining podcast success because I think there's lots of misconceptions out there. Um, And I know that the measure of success of a podcast isn't necessarily what people think, right? Totally, totally. So I'm going to give you my take on it, but I want you to add to it, Kim, if you have anything to say. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, it's easy to feel like – You see other people with really successful podcasters, podcasts like, I don't know, Jenna Kutcher comes to mind, for example, or Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever. And you get an idea of what you think is a successful podcast. But for me, it's like two things, really. It's a podcast that connects with and provides value to your listeners and therefore deepens your relationship with your audience and with potential clients. And it generates warm leads for your business. For me, that's it. That is a successful podcast. Podcast. What do you think, Kim?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I think you're right. I think a lot of people go into podcasting with the idea thinking that they're going to, you know, the Jenna Kutcher level is like the mm-hmm. only way to be successful. You know, you've got I don't know how many thousands of downloads an episode. She's got probably plenty, probably a lot. Um, <laughs> yep. you know, Paid sponsorships and thinking that's going to be like you know, a main moneymaker directly through their mm-hmm. business, right? Or they have to wait, I don't know how long they think it's going to be till they get there. If they get there mm-hmm. or they hear these large podcasts with Patreon accounts, maybe I'll have a Patreon account, right? With mm. people funding it that way. But you're right. Like not only can it be successful and indirectly monetize your business way earlier than that, you mm-hmm. don't even ever, ever have to get there for it to be a successful podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, it can like you said, it's an extension of your business. You can be reaching people across the globe with your content and your value yeah. and having fun with it. I, I just think podcasting is so fun. Yes. I have, we've talked about how, you know, on a lot, you know, if you're doing Facebook lives already, you've got to be, you know, most people put on makeup and, and you don't know, mm-hmm. worry about the background they've got. Um, like you wouldn't be doing the Facebook live probably with the blanket fort. <laughs> Possibly not. <laughs> um, you know, having the background nice and then, you know, worrying about messing up and with the podcast, I mean, you can be in your pajamas with no makeup on mm-hmm. and, you know, dry shampoo if you even use it, you know, and yeah. then, and, and just have fun with it. You can mess up and we can fix it later. Um, and, and it's like, it's, it's more intimate too. So it's mm. like, you know, it's just, it's, it's just super fun. Um, yeah, I love and that. I think and that's, that's what makes it successful too, right? It's like you're yes. you're having you're, fun, you're having fun, growing your business, mm. getting to talk to your audience without mm-hmm. having to worry about them all being there at the same time. They can listen while they're picking their kids mm-hmm. up from school. They can listen while they're like, I usually listen to podcasts. If I get some time other than work time, like while I'm making dinner, I'll pop, mm-hmm. my kids are distracted with their dad and I'll pop some earbuds in. Some people listen to podcasts while they're working out. Like you can reach your audience. In such a fun way, in so many more places than you could with just a Facebook Live or a blog post, yeah. for example.
0: Yeah, which is exactly why, actually, I started my podcast because I am have always been a big podcast listener. And I loved doing live streams. I did live streams every single week, sometimes more than once a week for like a year inside my Limitless Mothers Facebook group. And I loved them but I knew that it was hard for people to listen live, which was fine. I was just totally comfortable with the fact that most of my views were on replay, but I thought, well, it's not easily kind of bingeable content you know with somebody sometimes you want to like listen to three episodes back to back with a podcast Facebook at the moment doesn't really make it that easy to do that with live streams now don't get me wrong I'm not knocking live streams but I was thinking about what works best for my audience and how can I make sure that they're getting that great content from me more regularly and in a format that suits them and so it kind of was a bit of a no-brainer to start a podcast and I thought well I'll try it and see and I've absolutely loved it and I've had really great feedback. Everybody loves the format. You know, it works for us as mums, right? It's like for me, right. I listen to podcasts in the gym or in the bath or while I'm loading the dishwasher, you know. Um, right. and it just whereas when when it's something like a live, you kind of want to sit and watch, don't you? So you need that right. kind of time carved out.
1: Right. And like you said, Facebook lives are awesome. I'm not I'm not um dumping on them either. Like it's mm. it's cool to get to see a face. Like so to yeah. put a face in the Yeah. Name. Yeah. And I think that's but important too. You're right. As a mom, for me, like if I start watching one and then I have to put my phone down because my kids going, mommy, 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 you know, sometimes mm-hmm. like it's hard to find it again or like, yeah, or remember it, where you were or exactly. Yeah. I remember where I was, where I was, where I was. <laughs> where <are we>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, about being a successful podcast. Yes. So those are yeah. all, those are all great things.
0: I love that. So I'm going to talk about some of my results because we're talking like behind the scenes of my podcast, but just so that people can get an idea of what they could expect if they were thinking of starting a podcast. Because like we said, you know, there is this misconception about, oh, well, I have to be like massive and it has to be in the charts and things. And if how long would it take me to get there? And it'd be a long trudge to get there. And if I'm not there, then I'm not successful. And we're saying today, like, that's not true. Like a podcast can be successful from episode one, effectively in terms of how you're enjoying doing it and how you're connecting with people and it can start generating warm leads from the get-go. Right. So some of my results are, um, number one thing that I'm kind of probably most proud of is that people tell me all the time that they enjoy it, which is like why I do it, right? And hmm. they tell me that they, they feel like um, they know me and that I'm speaking directly to them, which just makes me so happy I cannot even explain to you. I and mean, that's the kind of point of this for me. And to be honest, if that was my only result, I'd be happy and I'd still be doing it. Um, hmm. and, and, and then of course, the other feedback that I get is that, People say that, you know, they're able to take away what they've learned and put it into action. So it's a great way of teaching and serving my audience, which is really important to me um, and inspiring too. Um, And then so because of that because I'm able to show up in that way every week, twice a week, um, then I get to deepen that connection, which is amazing. And that I think has been responsible for my business really exploding since I've had my podcast. So my business has been growing consistently anyway, but it has definitely been on even more of an uptick since creating my podcast. So that's one of the things I want to talk about, because I think people think that the only way to get to monetizing through a podcast is sponsorship. So I want to talk to you about that in a minute. But for me, you know, I, I had been fully booked before I'd had my podcast. So I'm going to be real about that. But I was like fully booked again, really fast within the period of launching my podcast and have remained fully booked. And I never had a wait list before and I have a waiting list now, which is getting kind of lengthy, which is wonderful. I do believe you're
1: about to have to close your wait list. I have to, yes. You're so amazing. (laughs)
0: Um, But, you know, and that is a sort of testament to what podcasting can do for you. And then, of course, as well, in terms of um, monetization for me and my business is I launched the Limitless Mother template shop and I've made sales largely from the back of the podcast for there. So it's definitely driving the bottom line as well as driving that connection so it's a nice two-way street because I can show up and serve my audience and really provide free valuable content to them and then it's also a way for them to connect with me and work with me or purchase something for me um, flowing the other way so it's a really nice like two-way flow Um, now what I want to mention is that those successes were all true Before we started doing Facebook ads. So the Facebook ads have grown the podcast for sure. Like, you know, we had a 70% increase between April and May in in downloads, which was just incredible. And that's amazing. However, what I want people to take away is that that's great. And, you know, we are focused on podcast growth because we want to reach more people. But you don't have to wait until you have a big, huge, you know, listenership before you can start seeing some of those great results. You could be connecting with just two people (laughs) and it still works you know do you have anything to add to that list
1: um yeah I mean I would say like like you said um you know I remember you telling me early on well before we started the Facebook ads you know that you were already booking out your uh one-to-one spots Mm -hmm. and you were having a lot of success there I've been seeing everybody like comment on how much they love the podcast as I've actually um got more clients some of them are like oh my gosh you do Corey's podcast and people (laughs) love your stuff (laughs) And and some of my other um clients too. It's like even people I'm not referred to from that client are like, oh, you do so and so's podcast. That's awesome. Oh, you do her podcast too. Um, but I mean, I've had some other clients have uh amazing results too. And none mm. of my clients have paid sponsorships. Yeah. So that's really and, important I mean, to know, isn't it? Totally. What um, are some of those that,
0: results? Can you share some with us? Yeah. So one of
1: my clients is getting um actually she's getting a decent number of downloads, but she we just pulled up um some data on the charts around the world and she's on like some charts in, in um, South Korea and Pakistan. And um, I believe you mentioned you're on the chart in Ghana or something. Yeah, before, I'm a big right? deal in Ghana. Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> I mean, really right? not. I'm just was, was on the charts for a couple <laughs> of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: I mean, it's just, but just to think that, you sitting in your, in your blanket fort or in your home in the UK or in the US or, or somewhere and reaching someone's ears across the world yeah. and, and giving them value and helping them. I mean, I had, I had one new, one new, um, client who's, uh, an amazing parenting coach. And we were talking about how her podcast can, can help and, and, um, a fear of visibility. That was, that was a little bit scary, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, like it's very common very common. Yeah, Uh, it's a new way to be visible, but she was saying, you know what? Like if I can reach one mom, she said, we were talking about your, your Ghana case, She goes, if I can reach one mom in Ghana and help her in the way I know I can help moms, like it will be worth it, you know? And even if that one mom doesn't turn into a client, right. But you're helping people. And that's Mm -hmm. why we're here, right? We're here. Mm -hmm. Yes. To make money for our businesses, but also, I mean, at least Everybody I get to work with, I'm so fortunate, are like heart-centered businesswomen, yeah. right? So we're here to 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 build our businesses, be home with our kids, and serve other women and make an women. impact. And yes. make an impact, right? And you can do that with your podcast, and it just so naturally flows into also making money for your business.
0: Yeah, and it's that's a really like wonderful kind of double bonus of doing it like for me it's just fun to do anyway (laughs) like from a purely selfish point of view I just have a blast inside my podcasting fort (laughs) you know um but it's so wonderful to think that you can have an impact on people. And I love that you were saying, you know, your client was on the charts in, was it Pakistan? Did you say? Pakistan, yeah. yeah that's so cool, <laughs> isn't it? Like, oh, like, and to think that you can be helping somebody uh, or inspiring somebody or whatever, you know, it is that you're doing, even just improving somebody's day a little bit. Like, that's a really wonderful thing, isn't it? And so, uh, what I really want people to take away from what we've just been discussing is that, you know, you get to define what success looks like for your podcast and what what is important to you and, and your why, and then do it for that. Not because right. you feel like you need this many numbers or need to be on this chart or whatever, you know, take away those numbers, take away um, all of those kind of shoulds and just do it from that heart-centered place and have fun with it, you know? T-
1: totally. And yeah. um, to speak more to, um how it can like you said build a little bit of your business as well even early on i remember mm-hmm. you mentioning in one of your podcasts about uh, email lists like you don't yeah. have to have thousands of people on your email list like how many you said how many coaching spots do you have 5 yes. 10 right yeah you same thing with podcasts so how many like, listeners do you need how many yeah. listeners do you need you really i mean you can have 20 listeners that are like eating up your content mm-hmm. and are falling in love with you and be fully booked out right and make yeah. money from those people you don't yes. need Tens of thousands of people that are going to download unless you know what I mean. So,
0: so important to remember. Yeah, Yeah, I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Amazing. Um, And so we talked a little bit there about some of the misconceptions about what makes a successful podcast, but I'd love you to just talk a little bit more about the misconceptions around monetizing it because I know it's something that pretty much all of your clients ask you or just people who are eating up your free content online. um, You get this question a lot like, oh, but isn't it going to cost me money and won't that like leave me out of pocket? So let's talk about that.
1: I get that question a lot. I actually just, ha- I just uh, wrote a blog post this week about it and it's been super successful because people are like, I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I literally get this question probably eight out of 10 calls I have. Wow. Uh, how do I, how do I, okay. So how, this is great. and I'm excited and let's work together. But how do I make money from this podcast? Right. Um, Or like you said, people that are, you know, um, eating up my free content or like, um, just communicating with me online or asking, okay, well, but how do you make money from a podcast? Like it's, it's intimidating thinking like I said, people think that, okay, when can I get a sponsor? How mm. do I get a sponsor? And we
0: think that that's the only way. Like, And I'll be right. honest, you know, when I was first thinking about my podcast, I knew it'd be a great way of connecting with people. And that was kind of why I was moving to the podcast. But I did think like, oh, I'm going to have to, you know pay for somebody to produce this because I'm not available for doing that myself I guess I'm just gonna have to take a hit on that (laughs) that's how I was initially thinking because I thought well there's no way I could get sponsors straight out the doors I wonder how soon I would be able to get sponsorship you know so that you know it's it's easy to to think that way so correct us all Kim
1: yeah um and and I mean podcasting does not have to be expensive Mm -hmm. I mean even if you have a podcast producer, it's really in the grand scheme of things oh, not yeah. that expensive. we talked about yeah. hobbies that are more expensive, oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but there are ways you can monetize your podcast with, when you're nowhere near even approaching a sp- paid sponsor. And honestly, I would argue that paid sponsorship is not even the best way. They don't pay mm. as well as you think,
0: very mm, right?
1: Interesting. For yeah. most, most podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll just share it here too. It was on uh, my blog, but the the industry standards are for like a fifteen second ad at the beginning of your podcast. Mm-hmm. The industry standard is about fifteen dollars. So what is that like ten pounds? Not a whole lot for wow. every a thousand downloads. Wow. So and then in the middle, if you did like a sixty second ad in the middle, it's I think about twenty five dollars per thousand downloads. So mm-hmm. for most people, like yeah, that can add up to a few hundred dollars if you're getting yeah you know doing an episode a week or two episodes a week and getting several thousand downloads but if you're if you're even if you're getting the numbers you're getting which mm-hmm. are really good I mean it's sixty to it's sixty dollars yeah, gonna month, be right? worth it yeah yeah uh, and and then I've had people tell me too like you know you're listening to a podcast and it kind of it, it makes it feel a little disjointed you're listening mm. to a podcast about motherhood and you're like hey this Just so you
0: know, I love this carpet cleaning business that's in my town, (laughs) you know, and it's kind of sponsored by Bob's exhausts, you know, something like really random. (laughs) And so
1: there are other ways besides the fact of just like the indirect building the relationship, you Mm. can be a little bit more direct with um, promoting things on there. For example, I did mention, so an in-betweener between sponsorship and then what I'm going to talk about is Mm self-sponsorship is you could use um, some affiliate information. So something that maybe you, if there's a, a program or um, a product that you mm-hmm. think your clients really would connect with and like, and you can either work out or you already have an affiliate deal with them, you can mm-hmm. do a, like, you can do a little spot for that and mention your affiliate link. You probably heard podcasts do that. Yep. But I I would argue that the best way is actually an, an af- the listeners are listening. Like you do a really amazing job of this is self sponsorship. Now you blend your. You can do it different ways. You can blend it in like you do, and just mm-hmm. kind of
0: mention um, it when see, it listen, comes mention, up. When, yeah, when
1: comes up. Oh, by the way, I've got a template for that. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you're looking for support, I have a few spots open you know, click the link in the show notes for book, a discovery call you can, and you've done this as well, but Mm -hmm. some people will record their own little promo piece Mm -hmm. and put it at the beginning. Hey, you know, um, Hey, I'm really excited to share this with you. I've got this upcoming retreat and it's going to be amazing. Or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so-and-so, whatever the product is or the thing you're trying to sell, you can make that and we can, you know, you and we can piece that at the beginning before the content or in the middle, like you've Mm. done sometimes, or some people will do it at the end. And it seems to, I've I've gotten great feedback from people saying that just, it flows better that way because it seems Mm. like a natural extension of the content. And, you know, like you, I think you said in this week's episode too, like, you know, how do you make more money? You make more offers, right? But it can, naturally and so don't yeah. be afraid to use that and that can be really successful and you don't have to pay anyone yeah you know I mean or you don't have to wait and expect huge yeah, you don't have people. to
0: kind of really slog over several months maybe even years trying to you know grow your listenership so that you can find right. and get some small like amount and
1: cold pitch emails you yeah. know hey sponsor my podcast right and and you could do it whenever it seems I I mean I don't recommend like spamming with promotions right but no. like you know but i don't i mean it just like you said just make it a natural extension and you can really be selling yeah there naturally it just i don't yeah. know that's and my just letting way.
0: people know that you have something right exactly that is relevant to whatever you're talking about or might help them that's all it is isn't it exactly
1: really? and once they've yeah. eaten up your content and be like I love Corey stuff or I love so-and-so stuff. And like, she's helping me so much. Like imagine what she could help me with, with Mm -hmm. this other thing, or I'm going to go check that out, you know? Yeah. So that's my favorite way.
0: Yeah, and so I'm I'm glad that we you've busted that myth for people today because I think that it's easy to think like, oh, well, I'm going to have to wait for sponsorship and how long is that going to be? And in the meantime, you know, I'm paying. And even though it's not a, a large amount, you know, to have a podcast produced, you know, it costs some money and to sure. host it on something like Libsyn, for example. Um, but for me, like, I've like, well, I I don't know if I could directly we should have a look at my numbers and see, like, my income increase over time. But, hey, we are just coming off sure. the back of my first 20K month, <laughs> So, um, yeah. you know, my business is growing. And so I know that my podcast has been an important part of that. So it might not always look like direct return on investment, but it is there, you know. Totally. And and you're right. It's
1: it's a little hard to see exactly mm-hmm. which, you know, where that came. But the, the I was just thinking about your podcast is – is it, it also helps you connect with your audience in other platforms because yeah. I've seen you talk with people and connect yeah. over the podcast on Instagram or yeah. on Facebook, you yeah. know, and, and it just kind of brings everybody together and starts another conversation that you can further deepen that relationship yeah, with your It's Actually, of
0: a nice way of, of make of creating Where community. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because people listen and then they have that in common and it's, you know, it's nice that they can then connect with each other as well. So you're actually facilitating that community for people too. So right. I love that. Okay. Another win. So, yeah. A win <laughs> wins all around. So let's talk about what you think are some of, and you can use my podcast as an example or some of your clients as well, but what are the key elements that people need in place if they want to reap some of those podcasting successes? Totally. Okay. So I think the, um, number one would be
1: to have fun with it. Yes. Because it really comes through and it really, I mean, you're going to connect more if people feel like you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. Right. So have fun with it. Um, the second thing would be be consistent. So consistency really helps. It doesn't have to be two episodes a week. One episode a week is fine. Even if you needed to do one every two weeks, as long as you're consistent and your mm. audience knows what to expect. Not only is that actually really good for the algorithm in like iTunes for like consistent downloads, that does help more people find you. Yeah. Um, and that's something that it's kind of a tangent, but I, you know, I, I learned as I've gone through this podcasting process, and I don't think a lot of people realize is, is Apple has a algorithm similar Mm. to facebook or instagram they're going to be more likely to show you if to show your podcast when you search for something a keyword or similar if they have evidence that people are liking and enjoying your content that looks like reviews or consistent downloads that's that's important too doesn't
0: get talked about much does it Mm -mm. that's interesting Mm. yeah Yep.
1: I know everybody talks about the algorithm for Facebook or the yeah. algorithm for Instagram. And you know, it's, it's just something to consider. Of course, it's not a, you know,
0: yeah. You know, we Without don't have to freak to out about it, it, but yeah.
1: Yeah. That's something to consider. So I think it's helpful to just, you know, if you're in the moment and you're thinking like I have all these ideas for a podcast, write them down somewhere, put them in your Trello board. That way it's like super easy to naturally flow into developing a podcast episode. Um, I guess I would say, two. I mean, from likewise, I, I've heard you mention before, you get some ideas from your audience, you know, yeah. if people are, people are mentioning, people are asking a lot of the same questions, you know, use that, add that to your idea bank, right? But yeah. so offering, you know, listening to your audience and, and providing content that you know your audience wants.
0: Yeah, relevant. Yeah, absolutely. relevant.
1: Yeah, I think that those are all. Um,
0: also, people love it if they yeah. ask you a question and you answer with a podcast episode. Right? Totally, <laughs>
1: yeah. totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree I mean I think having fun with any content that you're creating whether that's podcast or live streams or anything like it's so essential because if you have that enthusiasm that you bring to what you're doing it's infectious you, you know people right. you build that know like and trust with people all that more quickly um, and the consistency piece like it, All of my clients will will be knowing, nodding their head, that I go on and on about consistency. So whether it is having a podcast or anything that you're doing, you know, emailing your list or showing up on Instagram, whatever the thing is, if you're going to do it, if it is a podcast, do it consistently because that builds trust with your listeners they know that you're somebody that can be relied on also if you're consistent it builds momentum for your business the thing that stands between you and you know some bigger results and bigger goals one of the things is consistency for sure you know um and just showing up and doing the same thing on repeat and showing up in that way and the other thing is is that consistency actually buys you a little bit of grace so if you've been hella consistent for a long time (laughs) and something goes wrong and you need to miss a week you've bought yourself that pass because you've been consistent right so um one thing I really want to mention as well is that so with my podcast I think it's it's helped my podcast to be successful in the ways that I've defined success for my podcast um is because I have fun with it and because I'm consistent as well as obviously the um things that you mentioned about the ideas and the relevancy piece. But I really want to make make it known that the thing that allows me to have fun with it is that I get to just roll up, record, and then I'm done. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I get to have the fun idea erect my blanket fort, (laughs) press record, have a good time, upload it for Kim, and then I walk away and my team handles everything else. And because I'm so wonderfully supported, it means that it's fun for me and it means that it's not a chore. Whereas I think that if you were handling a lot of the back end and editing and promoting, whatever, yourself, it could start to feel like a chore and it could change the energy. That you bring right. to it, and then Definitely. of course because I have such a, a wonderful team supporting me, Kim obviously a big feature of that with the podcast, then it allows me to be consistent, right? Because they keep me consistent. If I'm late on an episode, they're like, "So Corey, where's your episode this week? You know, where's, your, where's Tuesday's episode?" You know, which is a good thing. Like it's lovely to have people there helping you be consistent, um, and and also for me it's helpful having a team because I know that. So you're sitting there waiting, not like you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, you have other clients, but, but essentially, you know, you're waiting for my podcast episode. So I don't want to let you down as much as my listeners as well. So it's quite nice having that added dimension of of accountability. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I just really want it to be known that I would not be able to be consistent because with my like you know, how full I am with my client load and things I wouldn't be able to have as many clients. So that's actually a really important point as well. So it's kind of like I'm supported in both ways. I get to show up and have fun with the podcast and then I get to show up and have fun helping my clients get results because I have your support, you know, as well as Carly and Claire, but, you know, we're talking about what you're doing for the podcast and, you know, you make it sound amazing. And actually, that's something you didn't mention that I think we should say. I think what is, you say what isn't an um, important facet of,
1: I thought of some other things too, but okay.
0: um, yeah. Go okay. for the so sound them.
1: is sound is important. I mm-hmm. have done some market research and I've been asking around. I know my own personal preference, but most people—I forget the percentage. It was somewhere around like I think like 60% I think it was sixty percent. People, yeah, sixty percent said like they're pretty picky about audio. Like mm-hmm. if they if they hop on a podcast and the audio is not great, they won't mm-hmm. listen to it. Yeah, and, and maybe another almost 40, like almost hundred percent were either there or like, eh, like some of, I'm not too picky, but like, if it's really bad, like I won't listen to it. Or there's yeah. some that I won't listen to. I had, I think only one person that said, eh, it doesn't really matter to me. So mm. it does matter. It does. I can it think can be, of, yeah. If you're hearing like, you know, if this, if the, not just like, you know, you've heard some podcasts where it's like really echoey and that can mm. bother, bother some people. And that can be, that's why we have the blanket for it. Right. But yes. Um, <laughs> Or, or maybe like the intro is really loud and then they're really quiet on their, mm. or they're, they're loud and their guest is really quiet or something. And that can be really annoying for people and a turn off for people. So the audio quality is definitely really important. And my clients that have the most success, I think all have, um, good, good audio quality. Of for course sure. they have good
0: audio quality because they're yeah, looking course. after it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I think the other thing I, I forgot to mention too is, is like you did mention promotion, but sharing it. It's it's one of those things. Like a website, mm. you know, it's not just a if you record it, they will come thing. You know, mm. you have to share it with to people get the word out, the out there word out um so and I see you doing that consistently and my clients that are getting the most growth are sharing their podcast consistently whether it's with their Facebook group or in another group or Mm. on Instagram or you know somewhere just letting people know there's or or in their mailing list there's a new podcast upset out with this awesome stuff we talked about have Mm. a listen then you get people are like oh yeah I want to listen to this and then you you build from there
0: yeah yeah really good points I love that so, yeah. So the, I think those are really key points for, you know, if you're thinking of starting a podcast yourself, like bear all of those things in mind. Kim knows what she's doing. She's helped like many, many women now launch successful podcasts and, you know, maintain and keep producing and running them. So she knows that stuff. But I think people would also like to hear a little bit behind the scenes, like, well, what what does it look like creating a podcast? Like they're on the receiving end, but what actually happens behind the scene? How much time does it take? And what does the workflow like? So should we give them a little bit of a, a peek should we peel back the curtain and, and let them peek inside
1: yeah yeah I think I think that people would like to know um I won't bore everybody with the details <laughs> Yeah, People's eyes start glossing over when I start telling them about all the... And then I, I, apply,
0: I apply this filter and then,
1: yeah. and then... Yeah, so I won't bother you with all the details, but... So, um,
0: well, I'll start because it starts with me and then we'll, yeah. we'll hand over yeah. as it as it hand over. That's good. So I, start to finish. Yeah, so I have a notebook that I keep ideas in. I also plan out um, my podcast content in advance. Typically, sometimes I will change my mind quite soon um, to actually recording because something will come up that's really relevant or my clients are all asking the same thing or somebody in the group asks something and I feel like just that urge to answer that Um, but generally that's how I kind of generate my ideas. I will outline my podcast episode so I have a template obviously I have templates for everything in my life. (laughs) So I I will outline my episodes. Sometimes I flesh out more than others. It depends just how um, much is kind of more, if it's more teaching based, then I'll have more of an outline. If it's more inspirational, then I might not. I might just kind of get into the groove and and riff on that subject. Um and so yeah, I put up my blanket fort, which in case you're thinking you if you if you're new around here and you're like, what the hell is she talking about? Have a look in my group, search for blanket fort because there's a photo of me in my blanket fort, you can laugh at me. <laughs> <cute> but, photo. <laughs> I just found that this is the best way to get great audio in my otherwise echoey audio um office. So it works. Um and then I hit record and I try to have fun and I just imagine that I am connecting with, like, one person, one listener, one podcasting friend, one business bestie, and I just go for it. And then once I've hit the stop button on the record, I upload the files to the Google Drive, I tell Kim and Carly that I'm done, and then I walk away. (laughs) So... (laughs) him tell yes. them how wonderfully you support me after that point so when that happens
1: and um then I download it I uh, use my editing software I use GarageBand there's lots of different ones to use mm-hmm. um you know I have a listen to whether it's yours or somebody else's audio and I see if there's if there is any little tricky bits sometimes there's some filters and some magic I work on my end if it's um I have some clients that record outside and mm-hmm. so sometimes there's some different tricky bits or or record interviews live which different as Opposed to Zoom and mm-hmm. and different things, so I obviously first thing is to make the audio as impeccable as possible,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I get to listen to the podcast. And as I go, I'm you know clipping out little things. Sometimes we make funny noises with our mouths. Sometimes we hit the <laughs> microphone in between, or you know sometimes a kid pops in in the middle or something. <laughs> you know yep. it could be anything. Um and and so I'll clip those and piece those all together, and I listen to it just make sure that it sounds like my goal and how, I think, like you said, I do a pretty good job. I've I've had people come to me and say like, how does she, like, I just realized that like, it's not that she doesn't mess up for 35, 40 minutes. It's like, you're doing a really good job editing. So anyway, I do that as I'm doing the episode, I piece all the pieces together. There's usually several working pieces. Usually there's Mm -hmm. the main content and you record a separate piece for the beginning. Mm -hmm. There's a promo piece for a like a self-promotion piece we'll piece those together and then I export that I use some software to make the sound all equal because we talked about it's like kind of annoying to have like some loud some mm. soft so I equalize that sound there's something called a media host so I upload the episode to the media host so that it can go out to the podcast players and for some of my clients I write the show notes for them mm-hmm. uh, some they write their own or they have a team member that writes their own mm-hmm. and I usually um all of my clients use my audiogram service. so yes, I, make sure I love that. that I'm listening. If you might have seen for Corey's, hers it's just like, you know, it's got the little sound wave and a little sound clip. But we yeah. make different images can, depending on the client. And so I make that as part of the process too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll either – sometimes for the certain clients, I'll drop it in our Slack channel, sometimes in Google Drive, depending on where it works for them, um, and just let them know, hey, it's all ready to go. It's going to go live. You know, usually my clients have a set day and time that their episode's go up so Mm -hmm. that's that's it
0: yeah so that's what it looks like and so um in terms of timelines i think people are already always interested obviously how long you take to outline your own episode is kind of up to you i i take around 20 minutes half an hour to outline an episode and record it just kind of depends i'm quite a verbose person you guys know this so. (laughs) (laughs) so anything between 20 minutes and an hour like you know i wouldn't go over that Right. Um, So that's how long it takes on my side. Um, But to edit it... longer. <laughs>
1: on my, yeah, on my side from, you know, start to finish, you know, some, depending on the length of the episode, between one to two hours, mm-hmm. usually an hour and a half to two hours and on my end.
0: This is why people should not be even entertaining the idea of editing their own podcast. Oh, girl. I
1: had one client who who just uh, financially could, you know, we helped her launch and she needed to help support launching. And then mm-hmm. financially she decided to try and go it alone afterwards. Mm-hmm. And she came back to me and said, oh my God, that took me like, <laughs> five hours <laughs> just, like, just like in a learning curve but or I've had some clients come to me that did edit the first couple themselves and said I can do this I do not I want to do this I just to. don't want to yeah <laughs> um I even had one client who um they did it themselves it was a, it's a husband and wife they did it themselves the first couple they launched a little bit and then mm. they said no actually I don't like it that sounds that doesn't sound good take it back down and let's hire Kim and yeah. <laughs> running with it for months now so it just if it's fun that hour and a half two hours goes by so fast like but if it's not your jam and you're like oh my gosh like I could be and it feels like a chore I could be serving another client or or it it, it takes longer if you're not having fun with it too Mm -hmm. you know
0: true and I also think it takes longer to edit your own because you're um (laughs) like overthinking it definitely definitely Like not, you know, like you do a really amazing, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you might have to subcontract this one out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. So, uh, last question for you is what makes you happy when you're supporting a client with a podcast?
1: Oh, so many things. Um, I love, 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 love. It just makes my heart smile getting to hear a reaction to, um, especially some of my, like the, the new clients, like launch clients when, it's becoming a reality. When I put together their first audiogram or their first, like the intro and mix it and make it all sound professional and send it back to them. And sometimes they'll come to me and say like, Oh my God, I'm in tears. Like, I can't believe that's me. And then just getting to share with them and go like, Oh my God, you're a podcaster. This is like, and and I'll, you know, like when I see them first go live on iTunes, I'll take a screenshot and I'm like, that's your podcast on my phone. Like, it's amazing. And, you know, as we hit big wins, like, you know, when I get to share like some of the, like I nerd out over the data too. So like, oh my God, you got like this many downloads, you know, and people yeah. are like, oh my gosh, I had no idea so many people were listening. Or yeah. like I said, just getting to share, like people are listening to your podcast in Pakistan, you know, yes. like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And yeah. just getting to share those wins and getting to watch them grow, it just all makes me, it just makes me so happy. It gives me all the feels.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show today and helping me to take the listeners behind the scenes of this podcast and think about, you know, because I know a lot of people are thinking about, yeah, I would love to do a podcast myself. So hopefully that it's been interesting. Even if you don't have a podcast, if you're thinking about having a podcast, it will have definitely Kim has shared so much golden advice there for you. So I'm gonna go ahead and just talk to you about what you should do next, which (laughs) is that if you are thinking of launching. Your own podcast, then you must start with Kim's freebie, which is the less stress, more success ultimate podcast launch checklist. She's got a really thorough checklist. I've seen it, I know it. It's amazing. It has everything in there laid out for you because I think one of the things that puts people off, you know, other than the tech and trying to think about editing it themselves, is the idea of like, I don't even know how to launch something like this. Like, what even are the steps? Like, how even? To go about launching a podcast. And so Kim has shared her expertise with you and laid it all out there for you. So if you want to go ahead and get that, then where can they find it, Kim?
1: I will make sure that link is in the show notes for yes. sure. <laughs> but I have a bit.ly. It's um, bit.ly.com slash it's a capital K, capital D pod launch. KD for Kim D. Filippo. Perfect. Capital K, capital D, lowercase pod launch.
0: Amazing. I'll put the link in the show notes. <laughs> so I was just happy to go ahead and <laughs> plug that myself because I know that it's good and I know that it's something that's going to help people if that's something I think they're thinking about. But I do want to just reiterate: if you are starting a podcast, or maybe even have one yourself, and you've even considered editing it, just don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> do yourself a favor, like that. Also, I would say that's not what a six-figure business owner would do. And we always want to be thinking like our next level us. So if you're at six figures, that's not what a seven-figure business owner would do, right? Editing her own podcast. So totally speak to Kim about how she can help you so that you don't have to be tearing your hair out over the tech and the edits. And you can just hit record and have fun and let Kim work her magic. Like, that's amazing. So if they want to find out more about working with you, how can they do that? Well,
1: my website is com, and I am, um, on Facebook, my, I'll link it in there. I have a Facebook business page, but I'm on Instagram quite a bit too. So mm-hmm. my Instagram handle is at Kim underscore dfilippo. And I know Defilippo is hard to spell, so I will put it in the show notes. Let's spell it here now just in
0: case someone's here. there with a pen and paper. Right.
1: Just- um, D-I-F-I-L-L-I-P-P-O. Amazing. <laughs> go and check her out um you can send me a dm on instagram or um or facebook
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Kim. It's been an absolute blast having you on the show today. Thank you for sharing your podcasting wisdom. Thank with you for being be part of your podcasting journey. I oh. love it. Part of Team Corey. <laughs> We're going to get obnoxious in a minute in terms of like, I just love you so much. No, I love oh, you. you. No, I love you. And they're going to be all like, oh, shut oh. up. <laughs> but it's true. We have a good time together, don't we? We do. We
1: do.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Before we wrap up, listen in ladies, I have an update for you. I'm pleased to report that since recording this episode, which we did a few months back now, Kim's business has continued to go from strength to strength, and this talented mama has hired team members, brought her husband into the business, and get this, they're selling their house, they've bought an RV, and this family of four are taking their lives and business on the road. How cool. I think we might have to get her back on the show to give us an update after they've been traveling for a while what do you think if you loved today's episode sharing is caring take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your instagram stories tagging me at Corey Javid and I'll reshare and tag in Kim too and if you want to find out more about today's episode more about Kim and grab the link to that incredible freebie that Kim has for you head over to Coryjavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash Kim